Hey there, my legacy leader. This is Patty Dominguez with episode number 17 with Elise Soutine, transformational coach. We're talking about why we self-sabotage and maybe we're even self-sabotaging without even realizing it. Think about the ways that we stand in our own way, the way that we interfere with the plans that we have, with the goals that we want. And ask yourself, why do we do what we do? So there's many reasons for it. It shows up in different ways and self-sabotage is insidious. It may be happening without you even really realizing it. So in this episode, we're talking about ways to manage the self-sabotage, to call yourself out, to be in self-integrity. And this is what I love about this episode with the amazing Elise Routine. So here we go. Welcome to Her Legacy Podcast. Here we celebrate women in business doing more than just climbing that corporate ladder. This is about holding a space where we celebrate what it means to be a female entrepreneur. We share the good, the bad, the ugly of being in business for ourselves. Our vision is way bigger than just the fancy titles. It's about amplifying the vision each one of us has to leave our own dent in the world. And in doing so, we're inspiring other women to do the same. My name is Patty Dominguez and welcome to her legacy podcast for legacy leaders like you. Elise, thank you so much for being on her legacy podcast. It is such an honor to have you as a fellow coach and your specialty is that you're a transformation coach and a mentor. But I always like to ask this one question. Let's get braggy about you. What do you think your superpower is? Oh, my superpower. Hmm. I think my superpower is really identifying people's patterns. I can see patterns very quickly, usually sooner than later. And so I'm really proud of that. Absolutely. And I think that one of the gifts that you have, because we've been in different coaching groups together, coaching different types of peoples and their challenges and whatnot, and you have this very calm and peaceful demeanor and it's such a grounded energy. And I know personally speaking with you that I can see how you are able to help people through those patterns so that they can see a clear line of sight and where that transformation is. So I've seen it myself. I've seen you do it. So I just wanted to add some whipped cream to that ice cream that you're talking about because I do see that that it's a very special gift that you have. Wow. I just want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for that. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. I see, I call it as I see it, right? All right, so we are talking today, which I think is a very special topic that would be relevant to everybody. Before we got on our show, I said, oh my gosh, this topic is relevant today. It's relevant next year. It's relevant always. It is an evergreen topic. So for the listeners, I really want you to pay attention to and ask yourself, am I self-sabotaging? And the deal is, we would say, I don't self-sabotage, but the fact of the matter is a professional and expert like Elise can pinpoint, like she mentioned, those patterns. So first is first, what is self-sabotage? Well, I just want to add, you are absolutely right. Most people will say, oh, I don't self-sabotage. You know, I'm going to get to it in a second, but being overwhelmed is a form of self-sabotage. And I'll get to that in a second. So basically what self-sabotage is, is it's a lack of responsibility. It's an unwillingness to take responsibility for yourself and for your actions that you have to take to get what you need to get done. 
So does it happen in different instances or does it compromise goals or like, can you give us an example maybe of somebody that you've personally coached, no names necessary, but maybe their particular story that you saw, like, wait a minute, you're self-sabotaging. And they, just like you said, maybe really weren't even aware of it. Well, yeah, I think that there's a situation with an entrepreneur and she was just constantly overwhelmed and the overwhelm would just freeze her. Right. But I identified the fact that it was really a form of self-sabotage. And then, you know, I coached her through it. I gave her tools and techniques, which I'm going to give your audience at the end as to how to move through that. But I don't think most of us really see something like overwhelm as a form of self-sabotage, but it's sabotage is very sneaky. We sabotage ourselves in very sneaky ways. And I'm going to talk about some of those ways. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us, tell us the ways then in which we self-sabotage. Well, I think procrastination is one of the biggest ways in which we self-sabotage. And that's one of the most egregious ways in which we self-sabotage is procrastination. You know, this desire to just put things off to the next day, the next day, the next day, and then, you know, a week or two weeks go by and nothing gets done. The other thing is just distraction. You know, if you're trying to, working on a task and someone texts you and you start engaging with them, that's another form of like self-sabotage, believe it or not. It's a lesser degree, but, but much so. And I mean, just altogether avoidance, that's my choice of self-sabotage is just to, this form of avoidance of, I think I tend to do, like, I'll tell myself that, oh, I'll do this later in the day and then I don't get to it. Right. There's just this complete avoidance because that sometimes was a pattern for me that continued over and over again. Just this avoidance is that I would tell myself that, oh, I need to do the laundry. I need to do the dishes or for those of us who work at home, do that instead and not get to the actual things that we need to do to accomplish what we want. And of course, I talked about overwhelm. I think frustration too. I think sometimes we can get really frustrated that things aren't going as well as we would like. Or even technically frustrated sometimes if you're having to do things and having to figure things out on your own, technically. Frustration and sometimes people just walk. They just avoid doing what they're supposed to do because they just reach this point of frustration where they stop. But there are other kind of like, I think on a deeper level, on a deeper emotional level, I think that there are a lot of people who don't feel worthy of doing the things that they're wanting to do in the world, they have self-doubt. And I think self-doubt, feelings of self-doubt and unworthiness are also ways in which we sabotage ourselves. if you really think about it. Because we're denying ourselves, We're denying ourselves our gifts and our talents. And it's a way of just putting a wedge in between who we are and what we want to accomplish. And I think that's also ways in which people don't really identify self-doubt or unworthiness as a form of self-sabotage because when people don't feel worthy or if they're doubting themselves, they sometimes become paralyzed. They don't take action because of those deep-seated feelings of not being good enough or not being well enough. So yes, yes. You know, on a higher level, on a highest level, then when we're self-sabotaging ourselves. 
we're crushing our dreams in a way, you know? So I think it's really wise that when you're self-sabotaging to really think about what you're trying to create and the dreams that you have and to focus on that. You know, if we get into the habit of identifying self-sabotage with crushing our dreams, I think that's a good motivator to overcome it. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, the way that you said that, if I could just add to that is like, wow, we're seeing only the effects of self-sabotaging in terms of, oh, I didn't complete that project or I didn't start that one thing that I promised myself that I was going to promise, or I didn't write my 10 pages of my book, like I said that I was going to, or I didn't call that dream client. I just didn't have time. And so I have absolutely self-sabotaged in that way with the procrastination. That's a big one. Overwhelm for me is not really an issue. I'm just like, okay, I got a lot of things and I'm like, do, 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 do. But the way that you're saying, just echoing back for the listeners is that it is very insidious and in that it shows up in different ways. And so for me, it's the, let me work around it, meaning I'll do all these other things around and I'm avoiding getting to what has to get done. What I know that is going to get done because there's this uncomfortability that I'm assuming is there. And what most people, and I really want to emphasize this one point that you said, what most people don't understand is that at the root, if I'm interpreting you correctly, at the root of that is a lack of worthiness or who am I to do these things that are feeding into my dream? Yeah. And so that is absolutely like thinking about what's the cost of not doing it, right? And so you really get involved in in a deep way is the way I'm assuming you help people through that transition to get out of the self-sabotage. Am I capturing that right? Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. So give us another example maybe of how, or the tips that you wanted to share of how someone can help themselves through this process of avoiding overwhelm, procrastination, because it's showing up like self-sabotage. Right. Well, before I get to that, I want to talk about why we sabotage. Okay. I think it's really important to identify why we sabotage, to see what's underneath the self-sabotage. And I think basically bottom line, it's fear. And so fear of what? Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of our own power. That's something we don't really think about, but I think a lot of people are very terrified of their own power. Fear of uncertainty and also fear of rejection. And a lot of people are deeply concerned about what others think of them. So they're afraid of being judged by others. And what's also very common is that people feel like an imposter. Mm. You know, so these are underlying some of the reasons why. And, and this all is perhaps on a subconscious level because we aren't telling ourselves when we're procrastinating, oh, I have a fear of the unknown. That's why I'm doing this, right? It's our <laughs> subconscious mind acting out. And the imposter syndrome is very, very common. And so these are just some of the ways. And also people are just, it's terrifying being out of the comfort zone. It's just the body and the brain, the survival part of the brain just wants to shut down because being out of the comfort zone is not safe. So self-sabotage is a strategy with which the survival part of the brain protects you, keeps you safe. And so how do we stop self-sabotage? Well, I have four steps that will help people do that. And the first step is 
to be present, to just take a breath and be present. Because when we're present and we're focusing on our breath, thoughts cannot exist at the same time that you're focusing on your breath. So it's a really good way, a technique to just physically just shut everything down, to just stop. Because sometimes our brain just wants, our mind just goes crazy with thoughts. You know, just to take a moment and to just be present, you know, be aware of the room that you're in, the fact that you're breathing in and out, just be very present to take a few minutes. And then the second is to reconnect with your why, you know, so whether that means revisiting your vision, or perhaps you want to take your family on vacation, perhaps you want that book to be published, revisit your why, because I think it's really important to reconnect with that part of ourselves. because when we're in a path of self-sabotage, it's like we're straight off the path, you know? And so focusing on the vision and what you want to accomplish and why you're doing it. A lot of people do things because they want their children to have a better life. Whatever it is to get back on track as to what your why is. The third step, rather, is more practical. It's prioritize your tasks. So what is the most important thing that you need to do next? So really identify what the next important thing to do. So prioritizing your tasks is the third. And the fourth one is, is a technique. You know, sometimes when we're really deep in self-sabotage, it's really hard to take action. Paralysis seems to be, you know, a symptom of that. And so there's this technique where you can actually put, literally take out your timer and put out five minutes and know that you're not going to do anything else but what you're supposed to do in that five minutes and then take the next step, you know, the one that you prioritize. And all you have to do is just five minutes. And then you'll find that once you start going, then you can redo it for another five minutes and another five minutes and it grows upon itself. So then perhaps you can expand it to 10 minutes and 20 minutes of focused time. And that's the best way to come out of self-sabotage. I love that. I love that. So I kind of backed into this without even realizing. I have this app. It's the Pomodoro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I literally, two things as Elise is talking about this. The one thing is this program called brain.fm. So if you go on your computer, type in brain.fm, it has these binaural beats to focus. Because what was happening to me is I get distracted by noise outside. I'll break my focus when I hear things, somebody knocking on my door and doing that. And so when I married those two, the brain.fm app with the little Pomodoro timer, and if you guys don't already know, it's literally this concept of focused attention for 20 minutes or 25 minutes at the most. And then you're so focused. I literally love that. Yeah. And after the 25 minutes, this little ding goes off. And then five minutes, they tell you walk around, do something. And I tell you that intermittent, you know, activity, walk around, just kind of release that focus and then refresh, drink some water that has been exponentially helpful for me. And I didn't even realize how much something so simple like those two things could help incredibly. I was blown away by it. And I actually, of all people, I got that from my son. He's like, mom, have you heard of this Pomodoro thing? I'm like, yeah. He's like, it really helps me. And I'm like, I should try it, you know? It's so fantastic. And so I can see how, going back to what you're saying, is that when you're breathing and you're just really getting yourself grounded and 
the prioritization and, you know, how do you eat the 800 pound elephant? It's one chunk at a time, right? One bite at a time, if you will. And that really, it dispels, it just deteriorates or whatever is the D word, this whole overwhelm. It's almost like it disintegrates. That's a better word. You know, it just kind of goes away by the wayside, the overwhelm that you thought you had. So I love that. Those are really, really good tips. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. That's a, kind of a mini Pomodoro technique because I, I didn't want people to feel stressed about having to do something in 20 minutes. So start at five. Yes. The binaural beats is brilliant. There's also something else that you can get on YouTube. Also buy, but you can get it on YouTube called Quantum Focus. It's Ooh. what I do as well. And I listen to that when I'm working and it just increases my productivity tremendously. It's like incredible. Amazing. So quantum focus, you said? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey there, my legacy leader. Thank you so much for checking out today's show. We're about halfway done, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to engage further as this episode incites some creativity in you. If you're interested in leaving your own dent in the world, leaving your legacy, I have a very special three-part video series for you. It's what I call the business trinity. And as solopreneurs, we are looking to create a sustainable business. And what I have found is three distinct pillars to make it happen. So I'm sharing that with you, absolutely complimentary. Head on over to to businesstrinity.com. Again, businesstrinity.com. Grab that three-part video series for yourself. It includes some downloadables in there and you will walk away with clarity on where the opportunities are so that you can leave your legacy. Let's continue with the show. Wow. And I think it has to do because of the Hertz. What is it? 428 or something like that? 432 is the Hertz. Okay. But I don't know if quantum focus is a 432 Hertz. I don't know whether that's the correct Hertz, but nevertheless, it's very powerful. I don't know enough about that. Can you comment on that? The whole Hertz thing? Do you know how that well, works? I think it comes from a place of vibration. So, you know, we're getting off track a little here. We're getting, <laughs> but you know, I never apologize for being esoteric or too woo woo, but we're all basically energetic beings and we're vibrating at certain frequencies and the earth vibrates at the frequency of 432. And so when we listen to something that's at that frequency, we become in alignment with that frequency and we start to feel good. We start to feel harmonious and peaceful and calm. So that's what that's about. I love that. I love that. That's amazing. Okay. So kind of turning the corner now and just some tips as a transformation coach and mentor, what are some habits that you've seen in some clients or things that maybe you implement that help people stay the course in terms of letting go of the potential self-sabotage? Is there something that you do on a consistent basis, maybe as simple as breathing or, you know, meditation or that would help? Yeah, I really appreciate you bringing that up. I think that hypnosis, well, visualization, the combination of hypnosis or visualization and hypnosis to the sense that just bring you into a calm state. So the best way to visualize to be in a calm state of mind, you don't want to be visualizing when you're stressed or you're feeling anxiety because that is just not going to be effective visualization. And so the whole idea behind hypnosis and even meditation is to bring you into a deep state so that you can visualize because that just calms down 
the analytical side of the brain, part of the brain, so that we can access the right-hand side of the brain. So in order to keep people on track, and myself included, I visualize. I visualize every day what I want to create in the world. And that's what keeps me on track. And how often do you do that? Do you do that once a day, two, twice? How does that work? I definitely do it once a day for about 10 minutes. Okay. And on a good day, I do it twice a day. And I don't do it really, some people do it for 20 minutes. Even doing it just for five minutes or 10 minutes, the most important thing when you're visualizing is to feel what you want to feel. So if you want to be affluent, you want to be wealthy, what does it feel like to be wealthy? If you want to be confident in what you're doing, what does it feel like to be confident? And when you're visualizing to step into that feeling, and when you're doing that, you are creating new neural pathways in the brain. So the brain then has a context with which to work from. And it's incredible how it works because the cumulative effect is really significant over time. So yeah, that's what I would, I highly recommend that. That's the thing that really made the difference between staying on track and constantly veering off and then staying very, you know, staying off the road, just wandering, feeling lost not knowing how to get back on is just the visualization. You're training your brain and your psyche and your being to be in alignment with what you want to create. I love that. And the other thing I hear quite often is I can't focus too many monkeys in my head. And what I've suggested to people in the past is literally set the bar so low that you can't fail. So what if you just sat there in stillness for a minute? right? And just, just a minute. Don't pressure yourself to think that you have to sit there and meditate or do self-hypnosis for a half an hour. And just like you said, you do it for 10 minutes, but it's those precious 10 minutes that help you to really concretize the vision for what you want in your life. And if you find yourself like, oh, I've heard it before and I just can't get myself to that level. What if you just did it for a minute and incrementally move up from there? Yeah, absolutely. That's where we have to start. Yeah, but sometimes it's also really hard for people, like if you tell them to stop thinking, they don't know how to do that. So it's like, you know, sometimes focusing on an object, like looking at a candle, you know, because if your mind is going like this and someone tells you to sit down for a minute and stop thinking, it's like your mind just goes even more like that. I think really key is breath work. But also if someone's having a hard time to focus on their breath and if they're having a hard time doing that, if they're more visual as opposed to kinesthetic, which, you know, kinesthetic people feel things in their body, which is what I am, to look at a candle, to just take 60 seconds and just focus on a flame and a candle or something, something, a flower, whatever it is, because, you know, sometimes people feel, I find like really frustrated like even when they sit down and try to pause, they cannot turn off their mind. They just can't because they don't know how. They don't have any context with which to reference that. So they don't know how to do it. And then it becomes very frustrating, right? So those are some tools is like breath work, looking at a candle if you don't really want to do the meditation or aren't used to it. Also, like it's very hard. I mean, I tried meditating for years and years and years. I could never do it because my mind just would not stop. Wow. Crazy. And it was only until, in my case, since we're talking about meditation, what made the huge difference for me was I studied transcendental meditation and a mantra. So I was given a mantra. And so when I said the mantra over and over in my mind, 
that cut out, canceled out my thoughts. So then it was like powerful. So even if, you know, here's another way in which to calm the mind. So I gave you a visual, there's breath work. And another thing you can focus on is a mantra. There's something you can say, Sat Nam. It's a Sanskrit term and you can say it over and over and over. And that calms down the mind when you're trying to just turn it off. Sat Nam. Sat Nam. You can even say that when you're looking at a candle, when you're trying to meditate. Very, very powerful. I love, love, love that. So, so much here in terms of starting your day, shutting off the noise where you can with these really excellent tips. And yeah, it's not the one size fits all. It's like depending on your level, like even focusing on the candle, just like you talked about, that is so brilliant. And then just doing the breath work and everything else that you're talking about. I love it. Thank you so much. Now, okay. So tell us about how you work with people. What are you working on this year? What are you excited about? Well, I am very, very excited. I'm about to launch. I created a methodology called the subconscious shift methodology and started off with the subconscious shift call, which actually you did. Mm -hmm. And so that's very popular and I'm going to start really promoting it in a big way in February. So I'm preparing for that. I'm getting all my ducks in a row. I'm very, very excited about that. And so also around this methodology, I've created a VIP day and a 90 day program And what it does is it basically uses the, we help to uncover our subconscious limiting beliefs and stories by using the subconscious mind, working with the subconscious mind, using brain science. And I use also spiritual principles and somatic. I use the body. And so I've created, you know, a 90 day program around this and I have the call and I have a VIP day around that. And it's a methodology that I created, and I'm very proud and very excited to bring it into the world. I'm also, since you asked, I'm also working on a book. Oh, good. We all have a book in us, don't we? We Absolutely. It's interesting because I never expected to be working on it sooner than later, but I got like a huge intuitive hit. I needed to start now, and I'm like, okay, I just follow whatever my intuition tells me. And so I'm just really, really excited because I feel this past year in particular for me, and I've been on this journey with you, this extraordinary journey of transformation. And I really took some time off. I really wanted to just focus and embody what I was learning. And I feel like I've done that. And now it's time to make it my own and to put it out into the world. So I really feel like you know, I'm putting out into the world something I'm really in alignment with and something that I know will help to change people's lives and make a big difference. And I'm just really excited. So thanks. For- <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm so it's already a good year then, right? Yeah, it's gonna be an epic year. It really is. I think so too. There's a really great energy about what people are doing and everyone, oh my God, and I love that quote is everyone has a book in them. I completely agree. Total confession. I'm in that same boat. I literally had a dream that I needed to write a book and it was a specific topic. More to come peeps, but it is so exciting. And I'm like, I obsess about it to the point where like, I'm thinking about it. What can I write about? What, oh, this would be good. And it's such a fun, creative process. And I'm not putting pressure on myself. Instead, I'm literally just doing about, I'm going about it organically. Yeah. Do you know? That's so key. It absolutely is. And good for you. And you go, girl. I can hardly wait to read your book. (laughs) Thank you. I think that, I don't know exactly what I'm going to write about, but I think that, you know, when 
you start writing, it just all comes. It's like the thing is, is that the whole thing around co-creating with the universe, and I'm getting a little esoteric. No, I love it. Co-creating with the universe is to just be open and willing and just start, just start taking the action and then everything else just comes through. I know that to be true. You know, that's in part how we co-create. I love it. Yeah. Oh, well, likewise. I'm excited for you too. Like I said, it's already an amazing year. And here's the deal on that point. If it's an idea, can you solidify this for me? Because I mean, I'm going into your space, but if you, the listener can solidify this concept that if an idea pops in your head, it's literally, if you continue with that, it is coming through you. It is coming through you. It'll open up the floodgates, if you will, of creativity, of being in a space where you could potentially be in the flow when you really just let go and let it come to you organically. And I think that is such a beautiful space. Instead, we get into our heads and we're like, oh, that's just crazy, right? Like, I can't write a book. Who am I? And then the self-sabotage happens, which is like, I feel like we're going full circle. Yeah. Can you comment on that one thought, please? Because it's so important for people to know. Well, the thought about, because I was going to talk about the imposter syndrome kicks in. Totally. You know, the imposter syndrome kicks in and then paralysis, and then we don't do anything. But I wanted to also back up a little. And, you know, when we're getting that message, like when you have that dream where we're just minding our own business and we get this idea, these are messages from the divine, right? These are messages from the divine. And there's been plenty of times in the past when I have never acted and it never comes again right? It's like, so when you're getting it, when you're getting the messages to just act or to just listen and to be open and to allow, because we're all divine creatures and we're always being divinely guided. You know, we were born to contribute in the world what we were uniquely born to do, right? Each of us have our unique gifts to serve humanity. And so, when the divine is speaking through us to just really listen and to trust it, to trust it. It's not us being crazy or our crazy imagination. I mean, we, you know, that was a good point that you made is that we would want to try to write that off and that, you know, that self-sabotage, you're self-sabotaging the divine communication, which is the most extraordinary thing. Well, not only just divine communication, but guidance, that's guidance, you know? Absolutely. All right. So I'm very excited about your book. I cannot wait to read it and hear more about what you're doing this year and seeing it come to fruition, everything you're talking about. I have one question before that, which is kind of the hook to my whole podcast here. It is called Her Legacy Podcast After All. After everything is said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? I want people to know that when they uncover the truth of who they are, they will begin to live their soul's mission. That is very beautiful. That is very beautiful. And I got chills, of course, because I know the authenticity and the realness in which you bring that. So really, really beautiful. All right. People that are blessed enough to connect with you, how do they get a hold of you? How do they find out more about your programs? Well, they can go to my website, elisesoutine.com, or easier, I have another URL called sheawakens.com. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. You know, feel free to private message me or on Facebook, private message me. I think that's the best and easiest way. And I have an offer for your audience. Amazing. I have a free masterclass on 
how your subconscious mind is sabotaging your finances. Wow. Okay. So direct correlation with money, which most people have a lot of issues with, with money. So that's amazing. So is there a direct link? I mean, all of these, everybody's going to be in the show notes. So if we don't catch it here, if you're driving, (laughs) don't pull over, know that this will be in the show notes, but how do people find out more about the masterclass? Is it a specific URL or do you just want them to go to the show notes? I think it's best to go to the show notes or they can just go to my website, sheawakens.com and the work with me page. They can access it there through the subconscious shift call. Okay, great. It'll be easy to navigate and they can sign up there. It's also an opt-in on my website. And so that's the easiest way to access it. Okay, perfect. So elisutin.com, again, everyone, all the details will be in the show notes. Make sure to check that and connect with Elise because she is, again, such a beautiful spirit. So Elise, thank you so much for being on her Legacy Podcast. As always, a phenomenal pleasure to connect with you. And likewise, thank you so much for having me. It was so wonderful. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Her Legacy Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. That way you won't miss any of the episodes. Also, if you're feeling very generous, please head on over to iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. I love the five stars, but more importantly, in the review section, let me know where you're from. What are you doing? What's your business? How are you leaving your legacy? I want to know, leader. So that way I can give you a shout out on my show. So take advantage of that. Would love to hear you so that we're really creating momentum here with what we're doing at Her Legacy Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for being here.